Big Fluff. What are we doing here? Why is it so important to kill this Dracula anyway? Because he's the son of the devil. I mean, besides that. Because if we kill him, anything bitten by him or created by him will also die. I mean, besides that. Welcome to Transylvania. Is it always like this? Pretty much. You, turn around. Let me see your faces. Why? Because we don't trust strangers. Strangers don't last long here. Five foot seven by two foot three. Gentlemen, you will now be disarmed. You can try. You refuse to obey our laws? The laws of men mean little to me. Fine. Kill them. <gasps> I'm here to help you. I don't need any help. Really? Hello again. I'm Joel Murphy. And I'm Andy McIntyre. <laughs> and I am sincerely enjoying Andy's face hearing the wolf howl for the first time. <laughs> that that was 100% a surprise to me. And I loved, loved it. Loved it, loved it. Well, also, that sound could only mean one thing. And that is that it is October and it, it is, is October. And it is time for a spooky month worth of maligned movies that we will find a silver lining for. Spooky movies that are bad that we'll find out what's good about them. <laughs> or at the very least, we'll find a silver bullet for and then put them out of and their... And put them out of their misery. Yeah. yeah. Let's... This, this week's movie, I think, probably could have used one. Yeah, this week's movie could have used something. I, I don't, I don't know what, but certainly something. Um, yeah. Uh, this week, as you heard from the opening, because obviously everyone has the movie memorized, we are talking about Van Helsing. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's hard to to know if you don't know the movie because you're like, who is that speaking? Obviously, that's someone from Transylvania, but that's actually Kate Beckinsale doing a flawless accent so just flawless yeah <laughs> like just much of this movie flawless. most of this movie i mean just well executed from beginning to end yeah uh so i think to summarize this movie in the shortest terms possible so this is the closest thing to being a movie based on a video game that was not actually based on a video game that i've ever seen Yes. Um, and I, that's not a compliment because there have been fewer than three, I think, decent video game based movies. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. And then a um, bunch of video game movies that we could do on this show at some point. Oh, we could do a whole year of video game movies, almost certainly. But it almost seemed like someone had the rights to make a Castlevania movie mm -hmm. and then lost the rights in the last, like the second to last day of shooting. So it was all just reshoots to change like Belmont to Van Helsing and... And everything else. Um, but you, you know what? The, like that, I think that is a fair description. But I think uh, just in the interest of for our listeners, if they haven't uh, seen this movie, just just to be clear so they know the exact movie that we're talking about. This is the movie where Hugh Jackman has special powers. He can't remember his past and he's a killing machine out to wreak havoc against, you know, 
the, his enemies. So like that, right. th- it's that movie where Hugh Jackman plays that he, he he's a weapon, doesn't remember his past, you know. And and if that doesn't help, I I would also say this is the movie, this is the one and only movie where Kate Beckinsale plays uh, a badass embroiled in a battle between vampires and werewolves. Right. So it is completely unique in that regard. Yeah. So th- those are two things you've never seen on screen before. From any of those those characters, yeah. Yeah, so it's it's a really great mashup of two great concepts. Um, if you want to go an even deeper cut, uh, this is also the only movie where Richard Roxburgh plays uh, some form of royalty that chews scenery stomping around a castle. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot. They broke a lot of new ground on this movie. <laughs> uh, it's also the only movie or the only uh, form of drama where Schuler Helmsley plays Frankenstein. There, wow, that is <laughs> that was good. Yeah. <laughs> I so yeah, this movie is just groundbreaking and unique and fresh and different. I don't in know if every you, way. I I don't know if you read the same thing I did, but I I did find it amusing that one of the like IMDb trivia things for this movie was the fact that. Uh, the the production team they didn't well, they weren't going to ask Kate Beckinsale about being in this movie because they thought it was too similar to the Underworld franchise and then her agent got a hold of it and was like no she will be doing this <laughs> <laughs> she's in <laughs> all the way in yeah no she's she's ready you don't even have to she's she knows the part like it's great <laughs> she's got her lines down already <laughs> okay so. This movie is terrible. It's terrible. Just, it's, terrible it's terrible from the start. I, it opens in in glorious black and white to remind you of better movies that use these characters. Uh, and and then, like, I don't even... It, it just feels like something... I, I think we've used this description before, but it definitely feels almost like a, a child playing with these characters like action figures and like plot because it it opens with dracula killing you know victor frankenstein which later we we basically find out he really probably should have spent 10 minutes like interrogating him (laughs) or like trying to press him for some information before just burning him alive he he should just shouldn't have been sitting on the couch eating ice cream while Frankenstein was doing the work. He should have paid attention yeah, it, to the stuff that was being done because it's actually pretty important. Yeah, but so they're both in it. They, we we meet Van Helsing as he's fighting Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. <laughs> you know, it's just it's such a just mashup of public domain characters. Also, he's Gabriel Van Helsing for some reason. Yeah, um, I think one of the other IMDb trivia said something like, uh, because people would associate Abraham Van Helsing with being old, like Anthony Hopkins was in Bram Stoker's Dracula. Mm-hmm. That's why they didn't use Abraham Van Helsing. He's- well, then there's also, there was another thing that I read that, uh, you know, if you watch the movie, so he doesn't remember his past, but the, he remembers these snippets and often they're things that happened long long ago and so one of the things that i read or one of the implications was that perhaps he's gabriel like the angel right the archangel gabriel yeah but that don't concern yourself with that if you think that's interesting because even if it's true the movie doesn't do anything with that it's just kind of there like like a lot of this movie 
yeah, almost all of this movie is just kind of there. Uh, but yeah, so uh, shockingly, a character named Van Helsing has to kill Dracula. Mm-hmm. And, and Dracula, there's Kate Beckinsale's family. They're cursed until Dracula dies and they're werewolves or something. There's something with her family and she's the last one. And it's that she and her brother are like the last surviving members of the family that are tasked with removing Dracula from Earth because Dracula is also a member of that family. But uh, but also there's nonsense. something about them being condemned to hell until Dracula's killed or something. I there was a purgatory. lot purgatory yeah. and yeah, but also there he her brother's a werewolf. Uh yeah, it's just yep. there's there's a lot going on. But but also oh, the the important thing is that Dracula and his wives are having a lot of babies. Uh and so many babies. And they're, but they're, they're babies. They're trying to, they're not actually, that's why he's, he's involved with Frankenstein because he's trying to actually, they're, they're just the, like they're, like the aliens and aliens, like so the xenomorphs. They basically, yeah, they basically lay, um, give birth to a bunch of, uh, gremlin cocoons from the gremlin movies and they need Frankenstein technology to actually bring them into this world. Right. Because so vampires, obviously undead. That's Mm -hmm. one of the only things they get right about vampires in this movie. (laughs) Yeah, they, they do. They make a big point to be like every, like, which is by the way, one of my least favorite things, this bit that movies like modern movies love to do. It's like, Everything you think you know about vampires isn't true. All the stuff that could kill them doesn't kill them. And it's like, okay, cool. Great. <laughs> Neat. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, the uh, Dracula and his three brides have thousands, mm-hmm. literally thousands of these babies. And at one of the early points in the movie, uh, they try and fail to bring the babies back to or to life, back to life, whatever. Um, and the Igor character reveals that that was just one birth or no Frankenstein reveals that that's just one birthing. Mm-hmm. And it was like 300. How did that happen? Well, there, I mean, so much of this is just con- because so to my knowledge and granted, I, you know, I'm only going based on, you know, just everything. But, you know, vampires, they were humans that were right. uh, bit, you know, and turned into the undead. As far as I know, human women cannot have thousands of <laughs> children like, you know, like this. I, I don't know what turning into a vampire changes. Not about. even like this, like literally, period. Yeah, like, well, yeah, well, right. I, I don't know why I'm further <laughs> qualifying it. It's just this is not how female reproductive, you know, like having children works for humans, which are what vampires were at one point. Right. But apparently in this movie, they can lay a bunch of gremlin cocoons mm-hmm. yep. and, and give birth to little gargoyle babies. Yeah, which the movie doesn't cover the important questions like would they stay vampire babies the whole time or do they actually grow up? And if they grow up, what does that mean? Like, do they do they continue to age? Like, because vampires, like, they just stay the same age at some point. Do they reach an age and just stay there? Or like, would they just would at some point uh, Dracula's children be like older than Dracula? 
like would they appear to be older than him yeah that it this movie doesn't ask the hard questions and that's the biggest problem with it <laughs> it's, i think it really maybe the only problem everything else is pretty flawless but you gotta ask these tough questions van helsing yeah darn you steven summers i mean ground actually, he made one good movie about like universal era monsters with the mummy mm-hmm. and then there's this turd yeah uh, which, hey, I'll give him credit in that, like, you know, uh, more recently, some other people tried to reboot all these movies and failed with The Mummy and didn't bother to make the the Van Helsing movie. So he's got that on them. Yeah, he, you know, he's willing to do the work that others won't is is the lesson to take away from this. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, Tom Cruise was was bested by the Mummy franchise. <laughs> And say what you will about Tom Cruise, but his movies tend to make money, and yeah. a lot of them are pretty good. Mm-hmm. I know. I, I, you know this about me that I, I am a big fan, particularly of his Mission Impossible movies, which, by the oh, way, great. were written by the same person who wrote the screenplay for. Like Christopher McQuarrie was in. This is a we're on a tangent. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, the Mummy's not good. Sorry. No. To, to break it to um, everybody. Yeah. No. The Mummy's not good possible future episode of of silver linings playback yeah definitely fits the criteria but we're going to keep talking about van helsing mm-hmm. um yeah this it's it's bad it's, like, yeah, it's, it's just not it's, good it's just not a good movie um like it's not fun enough to just be mindless fun it's not well executed enough to be much of anything like there's nothing the action isn't particularly memorable the you know the characters aren't good even like i'm a big fan of Hugh jackman he's not really doing much in this movie yeah i I would argue i'm a fan of most of the actors in this movie yeah no that's uh (laughs) i think everybody in this movie has done better work in other movies for sure like (laughs) oh i don't want to know the movie that it's like yeah you know the movie i did the best in Van Helsing. Maybe one of the Brides of Frankenstein or Brides of Dracula, rather. Maybe. Maybe that's their best work. I I didn't check their IMDBs to see what else they'd done. Um, they're real pretty. Like that's a thing. Put a pen in the Brides of Frankenstein. I, I have so we're we'll come back around to one of those Brides of Frankenstein, like when we get to the silver lining portion. Ooh. So so there you go. That's a teaser. Wait, wait with bated breath for that. Yeah. Um yeah, this it's yeah, th- this is in my opinion one of the worst kinds of bad movies for all the reasons that you stated because it doesn't approach so bad it's good territory. Yeah. Um like nor is it like rife with errors sort of like thing like it's reasonably well shot, reasonably it's like competently done. Special effects are hit and miss depending. But yeah. it's just it's just a nothing of a movie. Also, the lighting is hit or miss. Can we just talk about that? Like sometimes it's just hard to see what's happening in this movie. <laughs> yeah, and it's not and and not even like because sometimes they'll make scenes darker to make the CGI a little easier to produce. Yeah, no, it didn't. It's feel, not even that though. It's, it's like, just dark, like for most of the movie. <laughs> yeah, and not like in a in sort of like a the infamous game of thrones episode dark where it didn't need to be as dark as it was rather than dark to establish a mood or tone or anything like that no it was to the point when they got to the ballroom scene i was actually kind of excited because i was like oh i could see everybody this is great yeah. like look at this lighting this is wow 
Hey. <laughs> Kate Beckinsale's in this. I didn't realize. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lot. Mm-hmm. All right. I, um, yeah. I, I, like, I don't even know, like, is there anything specific? I mean, I, I don't, like, I, I feel like we sometimes are good at, at you know, kind of being of, like, this is why the movie didn't work. But I, I feel like it's, is it acceptable to just be, like, it's just not good. It's, you know. I, I mean, I would like to say that's a cop out and try to do better, but that's kind of the truth. Um, if you want to say something specific. This movie is so much more complex than it needed to be. Oh yeah, well, that, and that's yeah. So we were we kind of hinted at this, but yeah, like because they're they're pulling. So first of all, I mean, you're pulling in all these different, you know, public domain characters. You're you're kind of doing a a mashup of, of different stuff, and I mean, very loosely, obviously. Like you know, it's it's not like they're heavily influenced by the source material, but then. You're doing all that, but then you're also making up your own rules. Like it, it, it seems like something where you probably would have at least bare minimum benefited from. Okay, look, we're gonna just do all this stuff. We're gonna do a thing with vampire babies because that's what we settled on. Uh, sure, but then like maybe make the vampires follow traditional vampire rules. Like, don't also add your own complicated rules for how to fight like you know what i mean you if it's just a vampire movie then you can make up new vampire rules but if you're doing this mashup of like every horror genre imaginable and all these characters just pick one thing right because it's not like an evil vampire lord it is dracula yeah you know it's it's not you know um a reanimated corpse golem it's frankenstein Mm mm-hmm and it's werewolves who don't have the textual basis, but werewolves have been in you know and everything forever. You know that we need a werewolf, right? Like there needs to be like Tom Werewolf, right? Like like a Bill Werewolf. Like I I feel like the werewolves have been really cheated. You know that they don't have a guy yeah, outside of Larry Talbot, who was in the Wolfman. That was the main character of Wolfman. Yeah, I guess Wolfman is it, right? But then that's still. Nobody brings back Wolfman or like he doesn't get the credit that he Benicio should. Benicio Del Toro did. <laughs> In another future episode, we could talk about Benicio yeah, Del right? Toro's Wolfman. Oh, could for sure talk about that. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I think a lot of that's because there isn't like, yeah, there, like you said, there isn't like the werewolf. It's yeah, just werewolves that are either, you know, there's a, a ton of werewolf movies, you know, The Howling and others. A, my, one of my favorite movies to rewatch around this time of year is an american werewolf in london like that's just, oh that's yeah it's a great one i love that movie yeah yeah um but there isn't like like a, a, an accepted like king of the werewolves yeah a, i think a, they need a, one a tom werewolf yeah I they, they could use one they need a tom werewolf like you know and then he doesn't get enough respect with the 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 serials either, you know. Like I don't even think they can, do they make the wolf one still. I feel like every year we get Count Chocula, we get Frankenberry, but then the wolf ones hit or miss. Like I can't even remember what it's called. To be totally honest with you, it's called Fruit Brute. That's what it is. Yeah, Fruit Brute doesn't get <laughs> um, the same recognition as the others. 
I'm sure it doesn't exist anymore. Uh, Probably not. Yeah. There's also there's also Booberry for the ghosts. No, Booberry, it, you'll find Booberry. Go go to your you know local grocery store. They'll have because because trust me, I'm dumb and I even though I'm way too old to be eating these cereals and don't generally eat cereals like this anymore. I'll buy a box of all three of them every year and then it's it's nice because then I'm good. For the rest of the year, I uh, like I, once they're gone. I'm like, yeah, you, you go back to eating your kashi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's. I think that's when you when you're an, officially an adult is when you make that conscious choice not to buy the sugar cereal. Yeah, like, no, this isn't like that's 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 that rite of passage when you're like, no, I I will get regular life. <laughs> yeah, with oat milk, please. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so this movie, like, because they say that only a werewolf can kill Frank or can kill Dracula, sorry. Mm-hmm. And Frankenstein, you have to use him to bring the uh, vampire babies to life. And also, this- just guy listening to this right now who's yelling at your phone that it's Frankenstein's monster, we hear you, we understand you. We're going to keep calling him Frankenstein. So just know that. Just deal with it. <laughs> yeah. We're saving an apostrophe S and the word monster. Yeah. He's, time is money, baby. He's Frankenstein. Also, I like to believe that Victor Frankenstein, uh, whatever he named the the monster, I, I believe in Mary Shelley's original story that he was leaving it up to him to decide. They, they kind of toyed with the name Adam, I think. But, yeah. Because he was uh, the start of a new life form. But but I, but I don't think he canonically has a name. But whatever name he... I mean, Victor Frankenstein made him. He was going to be Adam Frankenstein. Yeah, I'm fine. We know that... <laughs> In these trying you know, times. Understand, you know, base knowledge is thinking that Frankenstein's monster is the monster. Mm-hmm. But really... Frank, Dr. Frankenstein is the real monster. Like, we get it. We mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. we're there. We're with you. We're mm-hmm. still going to call him Frankenstein. Yeah. So please don't show up to our podcast recording studio with pitchforks and torches. Yeah. W- please don't. Especially now. Show I mean, social distance. Wear masks. Yeah. It's not safe. Masks are cloth. They're going to catch fire if they're too near the torches and pitchforks. Mm-hmm. And then all the social distancing you've done is for naught. So. Yep. Okay, so. so now that that's out of the way, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, you know, I, I didn't, I could just hear that person just not breathing, and I was concerned for them, and I wanted to address their concerns. Yes, I could hear that person in the through through the sands of time. I could hear that person. Yeah, because uh, obviously we don't record these live, but maybe one day we'll do a live episode of Silver Linings playback. That would be nice. Who knows? I feel like that would be nice. I think that's when you've made it, when people will pay to see your live podcast recording. That's when you've made it as a podcaster. Yep. No, that's it. That's 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 really all you need. That and when uh you're doing mattress commercials. Those are those are the yes. two things. When you when you talk about me undies on your show. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyways, um yeah. This is this is a it's weird. This movie is almost so bad it might be the hardest movie to malign that we've talked about thus far, and for a lot of the reasons we well, stated. Yeah, because it's just a blanket malaise. Uh, so why don't we just talk about you know why don't we pull the pin out of the silver lining that you hinted at? 
And we'll talk about some of the things we did like about this movie. And then maybe we'll find out what the true silver lining is. Unless there's anything you really have to say about. Well, I want if I can have a moment in this in this flux period that we're in, because this is neither maligning the movie nor a silver lining necessarily. It's just this is the this is the purgatory that the Valerius family this is, is the, living in. Yeah, this is the purgatory that we're all in until that werewolf eats Frankenstein. Eats I want, I'm doing it too. Eats Dracula, uh, right? But no, I thought this was interesting. I know you and I texted a little bit about it, uh, but I just you know it it is October. It's it, we're in all in the spirit. Maybe you guys know this. Maybe you don't know this. But I, I since this affords us the opportunity to do this, I want to talk about Igor. A little bit. Yeah. Because in this movie, there is an assistant to Victor Frankenstein who is named Igor, uh, which played I'll, by played uh, by frequent Stephen Summers collaborator, Kevin J. O'Connor, who's in almost every Stephen Summers movie. Mm hmm. Now, he was Benny in The Mummy, if you're trying to place him. Yeah. Uh, and so we all that's a character that we know. Igor, he's, he's a hunchback. He's the sort of. You know, uh, usually Victor Frankenstein's a little cranky towards him or, you know, he's the archetypal mad scientist assistant. Yeah. Yeah. It's what it's all based on. You you have an image of him in your mind. What I so think much is, so that there was a John Cusack movie called Igor like, it, that was like from his perspective. Yeah. But what I find interesting uh, and again, maybe you guys knew this uh, is obviously. So in Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, this character does not exist <laughs> like at all a at all. Uh, in the 1931 Frankenstein film, uh, there is a character that is an assistant that, in a general sense, fits this description, not named Igor, named Fritz. Uh, and so, um, you know, so Fritz is this character that, that appeared in the, the 1931 film and then, you know, uh, sort of popped up. And then when you get the second and third Sequels, Son of Frankenstein and the Ghost of Frankenstein, 1939 and 1942. Now you have a character played by Bella Lugosi named, uh, I'm guessing Igor. It's Y-G-O-R. Um, could still be Igor. Could still be Igor, either Igor or Igor. Uh, so this character is neither a hunchback nor a lab assistant. Uh, it's actually a blacksmith uh, with a broken neck and twisted back after a botched hanging uh, and so that character exists and it's really, uh, like it's just, so then somehow over time and, and nobody is really entirely sure, like somehow all of this was out there and it just melded into this sort of public Igor character, but there, there really isn't, you can't really pinpoint, uh, unless it was the John Cusack movie, but I don't think that's true. No, it's not. And it, yeah. yeah, that's the thing is it just sort of became that the mad scientist assistant is a hunchback named Igor. Maybe it's young Frankenstein that did it. I mean, young Frankenstein certainly is my first memory of it, but I'm, I'm going to guess that it was in, but it, I don't know. I just, I find that stuff really interesting because it's sort of that public consciousness thing of like, we all remember a lie. Like I, th I feel like it verges on Mandela effect kind of stuff. And just like there, there never was a definitive Igor. We just all kind of, remember it that way but there that's just yeah it's just sort of the pieces and who knows maybe it's as simple as there was a character named igor that bella lugosi was playing that's a better name like it's a more memorable name than fritz like i don't know like it's yeah just, e igor is definitely a better assistant name than fritz 
Yeah. So, but yeah, so I, I don't know. Like I said, I, I don't think that's necessarily a silver lining. Uh, maybe the silver lining is that I got a chance to bring this up on the show, but that's a good thing. That's, yeah. that's a bright spot. Uh, but I don't know. I just, I just find that interesting that, uh, just to think about that. But yeah, there you go. I mean, if you didn't know, you can, uh, we don't have parties anymore, but if we had them, you could impress people at them. But, you at, at your next Zoom office meeting, when yeah. when you have to share a fun fact, that could be your fun fact that there was no Igor in uh, the Carl Lemley 1931 Frankenstein movie. Yeah, or nor Mary Shelley's book. Yep. There you go. All right. There you go. We, we did it. Okay. Good night, folks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I uh, this is the one I alluded to, though. I'm a, we're going to get back to that. So as you said, Richard Roxbury. He plays Dracula. Uh, Sylvia uh, Coloca plays Verona, one of his wives. They met during the filming of this movie and got married the following year. So there you go. That's if, if that that's ain't a silver, that's that's not that's it. Yeah, there you go. If that ain't a silver lining, this movie brought Dracula and his bride together in IRL. For realsies. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a nice story. Um, Richard Roxburgh is one of those actors that like you've probably seen him in something. He's reasonably prolific. Yeah. Um, but I feel like doesn't get the hype he deserves. Not necessarily in this movie, but um, his probably next most famous role is as the prince in Moulin Rouge. Is probably the next biggest thing that he did. Yeah. The one that uh, Satine was supposed to have the night with and everything. Um. But very well-known Australian actor, um, done a lot of stuff. I actually saw him in a play. Uh, he was very good. It was a, an all-Australian uh, cast of Uncle Vanya. So it was Richard Roxburgh, Kate Blanchett, and Hugo Weaving. So nice. That was pretty awesome. That is, yeah. That sounds sounds like a good night. Uh, it was a good cast, good good play. It was, it was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, it, uh, and you know what? He's having fun in this movie. I was going to say my possible hot take is I think he gives the best performance in this movie. I might quibble, but he's definitely in the running because I I, actually think I really like Schuller Helmsley as uh, Frankenstein. You know what? That's that's also fair. They're both really good. Uh, But yeah, those are those are the two best performances in the movie. Hands down. Yeah, I I I wouldn't want to venture what the third best performance in the movie is. David Wenham is Carl. <laughs> I think that's right. <laughs> yeah, it, it gets thin after the first yeah. two. Because Richard Roxburgh is, he's going for it, man. Like, mm-hmm. all the way. Yeah. Like, he's just, he is reveling in, in being a completely irredeemable character. That sometimes they try to, like, get you to sympathize with him a little bit. And I thought that that was a bad choice by the script. But... Yeah, especially uh, in this movie, again, like just overcomplicating your work, just, you know, makes some part of it. I think that's that they made this movie so much harder on themselves than they needed to. Like, make your life easy. Make him unrepentantly evil. He's Dracula. Like, right. Because here's the thing. Like, I would venture to guess that there's a how did this get made about this movie? Probably. Yeah. It just stands to reason it's that type of movie. But I am completely unsurprised that this movie got made. Because if you if someone comes to you and you're a producer and they say, hey, we want to take Hugh Jackman, who's a rising action star, mm-hmm. call him Van Helsing, and he's going to hunt the, the Universal Monsters menagerie. Yeah. 
do it. Well, again, do it. That's the thing, you know, and not to pick on that much more popular show, but uh, yeah, like not only is it not odd how this movie got made, they tried it again recently. <laughs> like the concept's solid. Like it's oh, yeah. yeah. I I well, imagine there's, there's that Van Helsing TV show that's yeah, like his great niece or whatever. That's essentially she's f- fighting monsters. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, it, this is, yeah, it it works. There's a character, Van Helsing is a, he's a character that people know the name of, that they understand his deal. And yeah, you just throw in some more, uh, you know, uh, non-copyrighted uh, classic villains in there. And sure, yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean... How is this the script that got made is probably a valid pursuit. Yeah. Why is this the version that got made? I, th- I think it's not as catchy as a, of a podcast. It's not as catchy as a title. Yeah. Uh, we thought about it for our, for this show, but yeah. decided to go with Silver Linings Playback because we're trying to get to the Silver Linings. Um, but yeah, I think um, I think Shuler Helmsley is acting in a way better movie that he was in that no one else was in. Oh, um, yeah. I also... I do have this note on my phone and I don't want to forget it because this personally for me was a huge silver lining imagining this, which I had time to do while watching this movie. But Schuler Hensley, as you said, he plays Frankenstein. He also was the stand in on set for uh, Dr. Jekyll, like the Mr. Hyde for those parts. Apparently, he wore a cardboard cutout with Mr. Hyde's face on top of his head so that Hugh Jackman could have something to look at. And that, to me, I've been really enjoying imagining him standing there with a cardboard cutout of uh, Hyde's face that Hugh Jackman then had to act off of. Yeah, that's that's delightful. Yeah. It's like when you watch the unfinished scenes of uh, Avengers Infinity War and Endgame when... uh, Josh Brolin is there and he has the Thanos head on top of his heads for the sight lines. Yeah, it was also it's the fact that um uh Sean Gunn like plays Rocket on set. <laughs> like so if you ever see the behind the scenes footage, it's always like Sean Gunn hunched down with a bunch of golf balls on him, like <laughs> Right. Yeah, being on set Rocket. Like any of that will always make me very happy to watch, you know. Yeah, absolutely. But um, but yeah, and uh, we alluded to it at the beginning, but uh, Schuller Hensley also played Frankenstein's monster in Young Frankenstein on Broadway. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he played it exactly um, the same as this movie, oddly. Yeah, it was very eloquent and <laughs> well spoken and well thought out, which is that's actually one of the things um, the Dracula or geez, keep doing this. The Frankenstein's monster in the book Frankenstein is very well spoken and is very like he's deviously thoughtful and is sort of unquestionably evil. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a very funny thing though. What Hollywood has done with the character is really interesting because yeah, like the, what we all think of as Frankenstein who has green skin and like bolts and stuff like, yeah, the original Frankenstein is, yeah, just sort of eloquent and malevolent and you know and still a grotesque but but more just like because he's corpses <laughs> you know, right. he's, a, he's a you know sewn together corpses you know but yeah i weirdly i do think this movie gets closer to the original frankenstein than probably most films that have been made about him 
Yeah, because most of them are sort of the version of the Boris Karloff version that's sort of the lumbering, sort of golem monolith, you know, just monster that doesn't understand anything. Obviously, the best depiction of him is in the movie Monster Squad. Oh, 100%. No no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Also, the best Wolfman. Yeah. And the best Dracula. That's the best... I mean, yeah, they should have just, just remade it, that movie shot for shot, or just Which, just played it. Just, yeah, <laughs> put it back in theaters. <laughs> don't even need to reshoot it. It's just perfect. Now they just have Hugh Jackman play the Sean role, mm-hmm. and then everything else is the same. I would have, I would have watched that. I, yeah, I I love Monster Squad. It's great. We'll never it, do it on this show, unfortunately. It'll never it, be on this show. This no, no, no chance. Yeah, uh, you could probably make some. You could. In a different timeline, in a different universe, maybe Monster Squad is the type of movie that gets done here, but not not with us, not here. Uh, I love that movie. Real maligned movies. We don't do your cult classics. We don't do your, your you know, people love them ironically or anything. These are the bad ones. That's what we're here right. to do. That, that's, 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 that's where we're aiming for, is, yeah. is the bad ones. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I will say, sort of going with this movie... Um, a lot of the anytime you have werewolves in a movie, like the change scene is always like a big thing. I like the way they did the werewolf trans- transformations in this movie. Like the special effects were a little spotty, but like I like the idea and I thought it did look kind of cool. Can I say this? Because I want to agree with you and I, and I know we're in the silver linings portion and I mostly do. But here's my thing. And I think this is kind of emblematic of what's wrong with this movie. I like the effect a lot of they kind of rip their skin off and then the werewolf werewolf is underneath. My problem is that when they go from werewolf to man, it just is normal. Like you thought half of a really great idea, but you put no thought into then. Well, how would they turn back into a human? And it didn't look nearly as cool or make any sense based on the fact that they had ripped their human skin off. And I thought that was yeah, kind of disappointing. They just sort of quick shed all of the werewolf fur and are a human again. Yeah, like because I'm with you. Like that's probably the most interesting thing in this movie is the instead of the typical like fur just sprouts out of their human body, they literally they tear off their human skin and the werewolf is underneath. That looked really cool, and it, that's I've never seen that in any other movie. But then yeah, you got to figure out how that works in reverse. Right. That it's. I think it is sort of emblematic of the general uh, overcomplicating things, but it's cool. Uh, it was a great it's effect. A cool thing. Yeah. Um, another actual silver lining. I really dig the score. I thought like the Van Helsing theme is really cool. Uh, Alan Silvestri, obviously one of the most well-regarded yeah. uh, composers for movies, but and it's um, kind of I really dig it. It has like sort of it. It has a video game vibe, but like I dig it. I think it, I think that was. Like when his theme hit, like it, it felt like a theme tied to a character. Like it had all the marks of that. Um, and I, 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 that was, that was another silver lining for me. Yeah. No, I, Alan Silvestri is the best. Uh, no, he's oh, he's great. great. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no, I, I like it too, because it, it feels simultaneously like you, cl- like it feels like it is influenced by classical like horror scores, but then feels very modern at the same time. Like it, it's good. No, it's, it's definitely, yeah, I'm with you on that. If the movie was better, that score, I think, would be more well-recognized. Yeah. I think it'd be... If this was actually a good movie, I think people would talk about the score. I mean, he wrote the Avengers theme, so he's doing fine. Right. Yeah, he's... <laughs> he's yeah. 
you know, what else do you need? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anytime in your head you've ever gone, bum, 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 bum. That's him. So he's, he's, yeah. yeah. Didn't he do Back to the Future too? I, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, that's a great, yeah. Let's just, can we just turn this into an Alan Silvestri stand podcast? Like we just talk about all of his musical scores and how good they are. Yeah. I mean, that's probably be easier on our day-to-day psyches but (laughs) um anything else we want to talk about um if you want to talk about a scene i thought the uh the horse carriage chase was a good action scene even though it's too dark most of the time yeah okay i think we have we have better silver linings than that otherwise but that was yeah i mean i'm not like relative to the rest of the movie sure yeah it was but relative to movies no yeah i think that's yeah uh yeah i mean i i gotta say that i think we did it you know like i yeah i I think i'm inclined to agree that we did indeed do it yeah i you know i this movie is best forgotten i think you know Mm -hmm. so i'll um I'll pose this question, then let's recap the silver linings. Uh, where does is this the worst movie we've done so far? I would tend to think so. I, I, I because I think it is because in addition to not being good, it's just utterly forgettable. Like you know, I mean, like the USS Indianapolis movie was not good, but like no, but it, I'll remember watching that movie. I, and that's the thing. I've seen Van Helsing before. I didn't really yeah, remember I, any of it. <laughs> like, yeah, I saw it in the theater uh, when it came out because I Hugh Jackman's cool. Yeah, I like the Universal monsters. Like, I, I enjoy those movies. So it's like, yeah, this is it's enough to get me in the door, you know. Um, but <sighs> and even you know, Rise of Skywalker. Since you brought it up, uh, I I really don't like that movie, but I I still I feel stronger about it than this movie so like i think that that's like that's the thing it's it's just this movie's forgettable like it's just it's kind of nothing yeah um so to recap the silver linings uh <laughs> yeah, richard roxburgh sorry. <laughs> sorry to set that up right as we're we're in the positive yeah. part of the show but yeah so silver linings let's get it back all right uh richard roxburgh and shuler hensley uh playing Dracula and Frankenstein, respectively, knock it out of the park. Mm-hmm. Um, they get our award for really going for it in this movie. Yep. Um, awesome. Richard Roxburgh finding love. Yeah, we want that for him. It's, it's, you know, I hope they're still together. I didn't. I got to be honest. I, they I, are. I said, yeah. They okay. Are. Good. They are good. Still I didn't check, so I'm. I'm glad. You know those Hollywood romances. You don't know. But yeah. Um. And Alan Silvestri's score. I think and, those are those are our silver linings. Um. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, read the IMDb trivia, watch Richard Roxburgh or Schuler Hensley in any of the better things that they've done. And and get yourself and, a cocktail, stand in the corner of either your Zoom party or your regular party, and just wait. <laughs> just wait for someone to bring up Igor, and then boom, hit them with the facts. And and throw the soundtrack on your next uh, iTunes playlist. Yeah, or just do what I do for Halloween and just play Monster Mash on a constant loop. That's all you really need. Yeah. It's he, you did a good job of editing it out of this podcast, <laughs> but it's just it's playing in the really background for you and I. Yeah, it's, just, it's been frustrating <laughs> to just keep hearing uh, Boris Bobby Pickett. 
who sadly it's his only hit, but I have to believe that he had bigger, better songs. I want to I want to know other songs by <laughs> Bobby Boris Pickett. <laughs> that's a future. That's a future podcast. <laughs> Where is he now? Um, yeah, so I think we did it. So let's uh, close it as we always do. Martians don't play in middle America. <laughs> Silver Linings Playback is a production of Hobotrashcan.com. If you enjoyed the show, please rate or review it on Apple Podcasts. Hear more great shows on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network, like this one. We have to ask. It's a podcast where we answer the question, are you going to eat that? What will you leave behind? Why get out of bed? Will you be our neighbor? I'm Marty. And I'm Jonathan. We're two hosts. Infinite Universes. We We have have to ask. ask. New interviews every Tuesday. Find us on iTunes or online at wehavetoask.com or with the other great podcasts on the Peak Sloth Network at peaksloth.com. Peaksloth.com.